0: Welcome everybody to the Bush and Me Show, Week Four. Can you believe it's almost 25 percent of the season? Man, I didn't think we was even going to be here. So uh,
1: the fact (laughs) that we're here, uh, look, I'm enjoying every single week of football. We'll, we'll,
0: Well, we'll take it. Football is back. Speaking of back comebacks, this week were insane. A lot of blowouts where people were coming back. Let's start with the Bears game. They came back from down 1630 to, to win in Atlanta, 30 to 26, 20 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. Um is Dan Quinn on the let me give you a little stat right here. Dan Quinn is 24 and 27 in regular season games since the Super Bowl. Is he on the hot seat? I would I would say so. I would say so. And
1: just to me looking at the last two weeks how do you drop these games these are mental errors you go back to the to the uh, to the dallas cowboys game that's a mental error that's a reflection of the head coach get on the jump on the ball like you don't have to wait right you know you don't have to then you go back to last week and Foles comes in and he dices them up he dices them up when he comes in throws for three touchdowns it's impressive uh, I definitely think he's on
0: the hot seat. It's a big week for the Falcons, Falcons, I put an I Fail, in Falcons, first time in NFL history a team has blown a 15-point or more lead in the fourth quarter, two weeks in a row. Cue to
1: Drake, can you cue Drake back-to-back, back? Joe, can we put that in there? Back-to-back. back Because back back they, back. they lost two big games. You. It just shouldn't happen. you got to preach finish. You start the game, you got to preach finish in the game. That's the most important part of it. All
0: right, I'm going to get off the Falcons because you could go all day on this. I really could. <laughs> the Buffalo Bills, one of your favorite teams last year, up and coming, blew a 28-3 lead, and then they came back. So what did they do? 35-32. to What did they do, though? They
1: finished. The Rams were a good they squad. Finished. They finished. Josh Allen, I think he's the real deal, man. Can I can can I give a couple stats right quick? Through three games, I guess. I guess. Yeah, I'll take your roll for a second. 124 passer rating through three games, one uh, over a thousand yards passing through three, 84 rushing yards, two touchdowns.
0: Josh Allen's the real deal. I'm excited about this week. He we did get a little bit of help from the referees. There was a questionable pass interference call on fourth down. Usually the Rams got those calls, as you would know, but this time yeah. I went against them. Another low blow. I wouldn't expect anything <laughs> else out of you. Josh Allen was 24 of 33, 311 yards for four touchdown passes and ran one in. For you fantasy owners out there, he's the real deal. The Bills are the real deal. This was the only undefeated matchup this week. Both teams were undefeated, the only one of the weekend, and it did not disappoint. Now the Bills are the only undefeated team out of that matchup. I got a question for you. Usually I I have some stats based around it, but this might be sensitive uh, to you. So I'm just going to come out with a clean. Should the Saints be worried?
1: Uh, I think they should be worried a little bit, but they shouldn't be worried about the other teams in the South. I think they should really be worried about themselves. You know, they, they are literally... Killing themselves with self-inflicted wounds. You can't do that. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you another stat, stat, man. They have 24 penalties in three games for 300. Mm. For listen to this, 331 yards. Their opponents, mm. their opponents have 15 first downs from Saints penalties. Mm. What's, the, what's the deal? What's the deal? What's Taysom Hill's role? You know, the last two games he's had two rushes, I mean, four rushes for 14 yards and a lost fumble. I feel like they are not really finding his his rhythm, his groove like they did last year and the year before. It's um, like I said, I think the Saints are really killing themselves right now. I'm, I'm looking uh, forward to um, them
0: kind of bouncing
1: back, but I'll talk about that a little later. <laughs>
0: All right. It seems to me like they, like you said, they don't have any rhythm there. When the defense steps up for them, the offense doesn't follow suit. When the offense steps up and scores, the defense kind of lets the other team drive down, as we saw last Sunday night. So they need to get something together here, some continuity, and play a full 60-minute game. They look, they look decent. I mean, they gave up the early touchdown against the Bucks week one, but after that, they looked really good. Yeah. And ever since Mike Mike T's been gone, it just they haven't really found their mojo.
1: Yeah, it's definitely been, uh, it's definitely, offense has been lacking the last couple of weeks without him. So I'm excited to see if he's able to come back this week. I hope he doesn't rush it, but I think they, uh, I think they have the mindset going into it this week that they'll be able to
0: get it done. I have to agree with you there. Moving on to another team that's trying to find their mojo again, the Baltimore Ravens seems like they go on the big stage and they get away from what they do best, which is run, 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 run. Let me give you a little stat here. The first six plays of the game, for anybody that watched Monday night, they looked great. They ran all over the Chiefs. They got down to the eight-yard line in six plays, averaging over 10 yards a run. Mm. Now it's second and three from the eight-yard line. Now if you're the Baltimore Ravens team, one of the best running teams, if not the best running team. You got three plays now to get three yards. I think that's pretty feasible, but they went incomplete pass, incomplete pass, field goal by Justin Tucker. Now you're up 3 nothing in a game at home, instead of shoving it down the throat, being up 7 nothing, and the Chiefs see that as a win, and, and it's a momentum right away. It's a blown opportunity. You get down there, you get
1: to the 8-yard line like you said me, and you don't get a touchdown, That's nothing. Three points is nothing to the Chiefs. When you have the opportunity to get seven against the Kansas City Chiefs, you need to take that opportunity and do what you did to get you in that position.
0: Keep doing what you do. They went away from that. All right, so that's what we saw a little bit of week three, a little bit of disappointment. Hopefully Baltimore can uh, step it back. Hold
1: hold. Hold on now. We're not going to sit here and and not talk Uh about my Dolphins now. We're not going (laughs) to sit here and not talk about my (laughs) Dolphins now. Look, my boy Fitzpatrick bought the Fitz magic, you heard me? Listen, 18 18 for 20, super efficient. He only had 160 yards, but that's okay because he did throw for two touchdowns in the defense. That was the first point. I said Fitz magic, he used to bring it. I need the magic this week. And the defense has to step up. They needed to step up last week. Four sacks and an interception by my dog, Xavier Howard. They stepped up. Dolphins got in the win column. I love
0: to see it. The Dolphins did look good, and uh, the public was actually all over the Jaguars. And Minshew and Magic had to teach the young boy that the old man still had it. He was running Mm. the ball too in there. Sticking his head in there, getting some first downs, get a touchdown. You gotta do what you gotta do. He looked good. He was getting in between those big linemen. Speaking of the big linemen, give us the Bush's Big Ballers Week 4 edition. Bush's big ballers. Look, we're going right back to my
1: Saints. And I have to, uh, I got to elaborate on this a little bit. Look, the Saints have dropped two in a row, but they have been in the same position in 2017. They started one and two, and they were able to get their mojo back, get their groove back, and they were able to get on a roll. But I bet you this is what they did. They relied on the big guys up front. The run game, I'm going to give you the positive before I give you the negative. Alvin Kamara, 4.9 per carry. Latavius Murray, four yards per carry. Here's the negative. 311 Russian, uh, 311 total rushing yards through three games. That ranks 23rd. 73 rushing attempts. That ranks 25th. 105 yards per game on the ground. That ranks 23rd. We got to step mm. that up. That, that, is, that is not winning football. That's not playoff football. That's not championship football. It needs to be addressed. But the past game has been solid. But I would love to see Drew Brees start to push the ball down the field more. Um, Mike Thomas absence could have something to do with that. But Drew is still completing 70% of his passes. He's still the most accurate quarterback in the league. Um, But I think AK has taken over from Mike Thomas in the receiving department. But hopefully that Mike could come back and AK is able to get more handoffs because 4.9 a rush is pretty impressive. But like I said earlier, rely on the bigs up front. The last two losses have been a lack of balance. You have 39 total rushing attempts in two games, that's not going to get it done. You know, you're looking to at least rush the ball 25 to 30 times a game, especially with those two backs. Unfortunately, though, for the Saints, Andrews, Pete did go down versus the Packers, so that's a big blow for their rushing attack because that's a big body. But Caesar Ruiz and Nick Easton are going to have to step in, provide protection for Drew, and they're going, to, they're going to have to be able to show that they can cover these defenders of the Detroit Lions this week so they can make some holes for these playmakers that they have. Uh, I said all of that to say this though: run it early and run it often. Let's see the play action section of that massive play call sheet that Sean Payton has in his hand every week. I want to see that part of the uh, uh, of the sheet open up. Plus, you, when you're balanced and you're able to keep the defense on their heels, you limit the time. Uh, you, you limit the time your opposition can have the ball. And and I think that's going to be key this week for Matthew Stafford because you know he can get the ball down the field. And another thing to watch for in this game versus Detroit is this. Detroit's offense versus the Saints' defensive front seven. Detroit has given up nine sacks. The Saints have seven. But Cam Jordan has yet to register even one sack. But I foresee my dog Cam leveling up and snagging at least one this week. It needs to happen. That's my first uh, Bush's Big Baller segment. But look, we're going to go to a game that most people probably wouldn't think I would pick. I talk, We talked about it earlier. You were like, why this game? I'm going to tell you why. It's Jacksonville at Cincinnati. Ooh. The Bengals are... Look, listen. Let, let, let me get my reasons in all first. Look, The <laughs> Bengals are favorite this week. I want to see Joe Burrow get his first NFL win. He's accumulated 821 yards over three games, five touchdown passes with only one interception. So he's taking care of the ball. He even has 64 rushing yards. But here's where they fall short. Joe Mixon only has 164 rushing yards on, get this, 52 carries. Do a Mm. little math in your head, me. That's 3.2 average per rush. That's not good, big dog. In the past game, Joe Burrow has been sacked. Check this out. Three games now, 14 times. Give me a little bit, give me a little bit of math, that's almost five per contest. Two major problems that are fixable, the rushing attack and the pass protection. Um, But listen to this, there is good news for Cincinnati's offensive line. The Jacksonville Jaguars are coming into town and they are (laughs) definitely, and they are definitely underachieving early on uh, on the front, early on on their defensive line front. The Jags have three sacks none of them from their defensive line they're all coming Mm. from their linebacker crew all of them are from Mm -hmm. the linebacker crew i couldn't believe that stat when i saw it Mm -hmm. but look for look for a motivated cincinnati offensive line to have a shot to get into the win column this week it's an opportunity for joe burrow honestly to light up the stat sheet come sunday since since these big ballers up front have to come out with a physical and a finishing mindset from start to finish because joe mixon's 3.2 per rush will not cut it. You might lose every single game if you can't rush the ball more than three yards uh, per carry. One last note though, I, yeah. I, I really I really, truly believe Cincinnati has found their long-term franchise quarterback uh, in Joe Burrow, but understand this, and you can probably shed some light on this stat, man, understand this, too many hits early on in a young quarterback's career can definitely have a negative effect just on, on their progression. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to happen to Joe Burr, I feel like he has a good head on his shoulders, but I'm just saying you've seen some great college quarterbacks come into this league, get lit up for a couple years, and they're a little timid back there, and they're just not the same type of player. Uh, sure. So take it personal, take it personal, big fellas up front, communicate at a high level, keep Joe upright, finish defenders, and let's celebrate a W this week, because I'm honestly, I'm pulling for you. I want to see the big guys up front flourish and, and play well. I want to see Joe get this W.
0: For all you guys out there that have seen the Brady 6 30 for 30, Giovanni Carmazzi and Spurgeon Wynn are two guys that you talk about that took a lot of hits early that just they messed with their psyche and they, they were looking down at the linemen instead of downfield after all that happened. So that's a good point that you make. That's a
1: great sense. I had no clue who those who those guys were.
0: <laughs> and and there's a reason. <laughs> Not for long for them. Yes, yes. All right, that was Bush's Big Balls. I love that segment, man. It gives me a little insight. I use that to pick my fantasy sometimes. Uh speaking Ooh. of fantasy, week three, fantasy. I gave you Fantasy. Gave you four guys. We hit on about, we're going to claim one and a half this week that we got, okay, right? Okay, okay. We'll start with the misses. Uh, Evan Ingram, I thought, was going to step up against San Fran. Depleted defense. He just didn't show up. The Giants didn't show up. He had two catches, so that was kind of a throwaway. I, I knew what was going to happen in this game. I told you guys Dallas was going to go up and down the field. I told you guys some receivers going to have to step up, and I went out on a limb and took Lamb. I messed that one up. I, I called it right, but I had the wrong guy. Derek Wilson, who I had never heard of before. Two deep touchdowns, over 100 yards. I mean, if you guys wow. found him, we'll bring you on the show, and you can pick the players, because I, <laughs> I didn't even know who that was. I called everything right. I just couldn't get the right receiver. And then our, our one and i am taking a half on Tannehill, because he did get over 300 yards passing. He just didn't get you into the end zone. So he got you some points there if you did take him. And Austin Eckler, I didn't watch this game, so when I was looking back at the stats, I said, ooh, 59 yards and a touchdown. And then I saw 11 catches for 84 yards. If you're in a PPR league, that's another 19 points to get you 29 points. That's a home run out of the park right there. Austin Eckler. If you listen to us and grab that one. So we're going to take another swing this week and hope to get two, three for you. I'm going to start with quarterbacks. I'm going with Derek Carr of the Las Vegas Raiders this week. They are playing the Buffalo Bills. Three and Buffalo Bills. I think Josh Allen's gonna come out and put some points up against the Raiders. But they're back at home in Vegas. And I think Derek Carr is gonna step up. He's seven seven sorry seven hundred and forty-five completion percentage, six touchdowns, zero interceptions this year. The over-under is 53 in this game, so it's going to be high scoring. They might fall behind early, so he's going to be throwing a lot. Go with Derek Carr, quarterback. My running back this week is probably my favorite pick. You talked about this in your Big Ballers. We don't want to watch this game, right? It's Jacksonville and Cincinnati. what But I'm saying, take James Robinson. You've not, many of you out there probably haven't heard of him. He's the running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Listen to this stat. The Bengals this year against the run gave up 155 yards to the Chargers. 175 yards to the Eagles, and 215 yards to the Browns. They're just, they're just letting people run all over them. Over-unders 49 in that game, so it's going to be relatively high scoring. Take James Robinson this week and surprise a lot of people. Wide receiver, we're going back to a, an oldie but a goodie. I'm going with Julian Edelman for my sleeper at wide receiver this week. Big, big matchup, New England and Kansas City. Uh, two weeks ago, Sunday Night Football, Edelman had eight catches, 179 yards um, against Seattle. Then he came back against the Raiders last week, two catches, 23 yards, so kind of came down. But he's a guy that's going to show up in those big games, and there's no bigger game right now than against the Kansas City Chiefs. Cam's going to need to throw the ball to somebody. I don't think Harry's the guy in those big games. Take Edelman out there. Over-under 54, so you're going to get a lot of points. Tight end. I'm going down to the city of Miami. Oh. Where you you call home. Welcome. And I'm going Miami. with Mike Gasicki. They're playing the Seahawks this week. Now he had a rough week last week against the Jags. One catch, 15 yards, was a touchdown. So you got a little bit of points there. But two weeks ago, eight catches, 130 yards, and a TD kind of made a name for himself. So then he a little down week last week. I think he's coming back with a vengeance this week against the Seahawks. They're going to have to throw the ball. And over under 54 in that game. So I think he's going to get a lot of looks. So go with Mike Kosicki. Recap there. We're trying to hit some home runs for you. Now just remember recap quarterback, Derek Carr. Running back, my favorite, James Robinson. He's due for at least 100 yards against this Stinks and Addy defense. Jeez. Edelman, tight end, Mike Kosicki. So there's your fantasy week four fantasy sleepers. Those are solid. Those are solid. Uh
1: I think the one that really caught me on guard with the Jaguars one, I didn't realize the Bengals had been getting gashed like that. Gosh. They better they better tighten that up ASAP because they can't stop the run and they can't run the ball. Like that. <laughs> that right there, that that's a uh that's a big that's a, a big man concern. Offensive line and defensive lines. Plus they don't really have um what's the big what's what's the uh tackle for, for the Bengals? In the middle, Geno Atkins. He hasn't been playing. He he hasn't played yet this week. So
0: uh, this year, I believe. So hopefully he comes back and can make an impact. Hopefully, but hopefully not. Maybe we're going to get to the picks. If one of us has a pick in that game, which way are we leaning?
1: Let's
0: go. Picks last week, we both did pretty good, two and one. Uh, We did have a Mies money move that came in, though. First one of the year. Vikings didn't win the game, but they covered. Covered the three points. If you took them, you won. Me's money move, 1-0 and on the year. Dollar, dollar, not, bills, y'all. If you're not following us, make sure you're following us. Because remember, we don't know when these players are going to come in. The numbers come out. It could be Sunday morning. could be Saturday night. We'll try to alert you as soon as possible and let you know the picks on our story. So make sure you're following at Bush and Me Show on all platforms. Yeah. Make yourself a little bit of extra money. All right. The public took a, uh, took a little hit this week uh the week before we told you that the public was winning everything and vegas was waiting for them to give some money back so the public took a little hit with the panthers upsetting the chargers the lions upsetting the cardinals dolphins upsetting the jaguars and the vikings covering so those were four big hits that vegas won on the over unders are still on fire the overs at one o'clock last week were seven and one wow seven wins one loss the only loss was the game that went to overtime at 23 to 23. Over under was 47. You needed one more point. So you're thinking, all right, overtime, we get one more point. Game ends in a tie. That's the one loss. So a lot of points being scored out there. Three picks. Again, we're each going to do it this week. Push, you want to start it off?
1: I'll start it. And you know who I'm
0: starting with. My boys, they're going to Detroit. They are
1: one and two. The Saints over the Lions this week. You know, I spent most of my career a part of this organization. So I know it can't be a good vibe in that facility right now. They are desperate for a win. Like I said earlier, they've been in this position before. I expect, it, I expect the New Orleans Saints to come out to have their best complete game from start to finish. Balance play calling, minimize those penalties, and you will come out on top. You have to because Detroit will light you
0: up. Saints over the Lions. <laughs> Spreads four and a half. Obviously, you know, I like the Lions. I need them for my six and a half wins on the season. So come on, Detroit. Help me catch a game on Bush and help me catch a game in our yearly totals. Yeah, you're going down next week. I didn't take the Lions as my pick. I actually went back to your residence. I went to the city of Miami. This is kind of uh, going out on a limb here, too. They're only getting six and a half against the Seahawks. Seahawks have looked great all year. They're 3-0 and against the spread, cover the spread every week so far. Russell Wilson, I mean, give them the MVP trophy right now. But the Dolphins are two and one against the spread. And the one game they didn't cover was New England where they were close. They hung with them the whole game. The yeah. Dolphins, I feel like, look better than they are. Yeah. So I think they're gonna keep it close here. I think Seattle might overlook them. Vegas is telling you it's less than a touchdown at six and a half, they're baiting you to take them. I think Seattle might still win the game, but six and a half points, I feel comfortable with Dolphins.
1: It's not a bad pick. Uh, I kind of like it, but look, Russell Wilson is playing at a high level. Uh, mm. It's, it's going to be really key for the uh, DBs of the uh, of the Dolphins because they are, he's throwing it down the field. I've said it and on my personal social media, Russell Wilson throws one of the best deep balls I've ever seen. Uh, I'm excited. I'm really excited about the matchup game two. I'm going. Look, I'm going back with my Bears, baby. Bears over the Colts. They're at home. They're at home. They're going to get the W S Soldier Field, brother. Listen to me. They're three and zero, but they could easily be one and two. But I think Nick Foles brings a little life to this team. Mitch got benched, which sucks for him, but listen, that's just part of the game. Foles stepped in and delivers three touchdowns, three touchdowns, and an amazing comeback win. I think they ride the wave, ride the Foles wave, buddy. Uh, I got Bears over the Colts.
0: And you're getting two and a half in that game. Mm-hmm. Funny, 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 because I went with the Colts this week. Oh, here you go. Went down the sheet, and this looked like the easiest game for me just to check off. Bears are 3-0, and right? Came back from 17 down in the fourth against the Lions. Then they played the lowly Giants. Then they came back down from 16 in Atlanta. Three wins. I think their luck's running out. Uh, the Colts are just getting stronger and stronger every week. Basically had a week off last week against the Jets. No offense out there, but they had another week to get ready, get healthy. I'm taking the culture two and a half. I'm taking the Colts. I think it's big. That's fair. That's fair.
1: <laughs> my game three. am My game three. I already. I already gave you the keys. Bengals over the Jaguars. Joey Burrow. He gets his first win, baby. I can't wait to see that smile on your face, Joe. When those big boys up front do exactly everything that I said they're going to do. You know what they need to do. I outlined it, I already put it in Bush's Big Ballers. Just rewind it, rewind the podcast and listen to it. You're gonna hear everything. You're gonna hear all the keys. The winning formula is right there. It's up to the big boys up front. Bring the muscle from start to finish. And that defensive line and those linebackers, they better gel together and be on the same page because you, you cannot give up. Uh, another rushing attack against your uh, against your defense, like you have been. You know, it, it's pretty much see what you got here in your chest, in your heart, and let's figure out a way to get it done. Bengals over the Jaguars.
0: Ah, here we go again, head to head. While you're rewinding to go back to Bush's big ballers, stop off at the <laughs> fantasy sleepers and take a listen to James Robinson. He's give, the, the Bengals are giving up 200 yards almost, damn near a game. James Robinson's gonna go off. And when he doesn't go off, my boy Uncle Rico is gonna play action and dump it off. I just I think the Bengals are getting there. You know, you tied the Eagles. How good are the Eagles? We don't really know. You're getting there, Joey. But I don't think it's your time yet. I think Uncle Rico's gonna come in and show you who the boss is. I'm going Jaguars plus three. You're sick.
1: You're sick in your head. I'm going Bengals. Uncle Ricky, uh-uh. Uncle Ricky. <laughs> That's it, man. I, I feel good about my picks. Again, I've been pretty solid over the last three weeks. If these boys can come through for me uh, another week, I'm happy. Bush's big battles, we outlined it. You got all your fantasy picks from my guy, Me, and his Me's Money Moves. You got to stay on top of
0: our social media. You got to. You never know what's going to come up. Me's Money Moves could be this week. It could be Sunday. You don't want to miss out. Make sure you're following at Bush and Me Show. All social media platforms we will be on Twitter. We'll be on Facebook. We'll be on Instagram. We're on YouTube. Check it out.
1: We know the drill.
0: We'll see, see y'all, y'all next week.